This is JU Israel Teachers Lounge, where we reach out to current Gap Year students, alumni, and any interested listeners, keeping you connected to what's happening in Israel and giving you insight behind the headlines. I am your host, senior JU Israel educator, Michael Unterberg, and today joined as always by co-host and director of JU Israel, Alan Goldman. How's it going, Alan? It's going, Mike. Welcome back home. Thank you. Had a busy week in Poland. And today we are again joined by Israel educator and producer Matt Lippman. How are you, Matt? I'm very well, thank you, Michael. Oh, good. Well, it feels like a long time since we've uh, had an episode because we released last week's episode early, but uh, it's really just the next episode where we have to reflect on the big news story that happened after last week, which is that Attorney General Mandelbit announced, and I can't pronounce his last name properly, announced that uh, he will be indicting Prime Minister Netanyahu on one count of bribery and two counts of breach of trust. Correct. All right, so let's go through. the end of last week. At the end of last week. So the indictment isn't processed yet, but he has notified the people of Israel that the indictment will go through. I think there's a pre-indictment hearing that has to- Netanyahu has the right to protest it at a hearing to stop the indictment from going through. How likely is that to succeed? I mean, people who are looking at it, the analysis, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not an expert on any of this, I'm just looking at other people's analysis, and the analysis said that uh, it looks like the process that the Attorney General went through was so thorough, and because the stakes are so high, is the first time a sitting Prime Minister has been indicted, that he's really done a very thorough job, and there's almost nothing BB can do in a hearing. Omar was indicted, and he... No, wasn't he? I don't think while he was in office. Oh, maybe not. I thought we he was have, indicted we, and then he withdrew and then he resigned. But Oh, no, that could, uh, they could have announced it and then he with. Uh, we've never had a sitting, right. I don't think we've had a sitting member of Knesset go under indictment. They usually resign during the investigation. Uh-huh. We have former members of Knesset who went to jail. We have former yeah. prime minister who went to jail. <laughs> former chief of police oh, really? who went to jail. Former they, they all resigned chief before Chief rabbis who went to jail. The analysis that I saw, and I'm not, I, believe, I, I didn't know. check the timeline on it no, personally, and you should. I'm yeah. a big believer that just because the pundits say something, don't believe it. Right. Uh, I didn't, so I did not, though, go back and check. Right. But they also, this is the first time sitting member, member of Knesset, Knesset. Not, let alone oh. prime minister. Right. Um, so just to quickly review the specifics, he was, it was bribery for case 1000, which is the simplest case, rich... American Jews gave him tens, hundreds of thousands of shekel worth of gifts. For influence. Well, presumably for influence, but it, 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 legally, he's not allowed to take those gifts. Right. Whether, you know, in other words, in the quid pro quo thing, if there was right. a quid, he, he broke the law. Right. So he's saying there's no pro quo. Right. So it wasn't corrupt. So... His defense is his defense isn't that I didn't take the gifts. It's that there's nothing wrong with me getting gifts from a friend. That's not what the law was meant to right. stop. And he was also thinking a few weeks ago he came out saying, "Well, if there's no cash involved or there's no money involved, then it also doesn't count as a right. bribe. Who cares? Cigars, champagne it happens to be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. But he thinks that that doesn't count as I mean, bribe. I mean, I guess that's for the the judges to figure out, right? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, ultimately, yeah. I mean, the attorney general thinks it certainly is, and then right. it'll go to the court, and then the courts will decide. Right. Uh, that's what uh, that's what the case is. I don't think. Uh, okay, so that's case one thousand. Mm-hmm. Then there's case two thousand. Is him uh, offering to, and I think they have him on tape for this, offering to the head of Yediot Achronot, 
that he will reduce yeah. the circulation of Yisra El Hayom, a competing newspaper paid for by Sheldon Adelson in the States, in return for better coverage in Yediot Achronot. And that is, uh, Mandelbit it says that's breach of trust with the Israeli people, which Bibi says isn't breach of trust. Because nothing ever happened with it. Yeah. We never did it. We never did it. And, uh, and BB also, I mean, one of the claims in the past, in the previous election was that he has nothing to do with Yisrael Yom because the prime minister is not supposed to have any control over papers. So right. that also brings up questions of what is his relationship exactly with Right, but he's saying, Israel but it never Yom. happened. So, right. Which again, legally, right. <clears throat> that's, that doesn't sound like a strong argument. If you broke the law, you broke the law. Whether it actually ended up being anything later, that's not the law. The law doesn't need the pro quo. He's saying without the pro quo, it doesn't matter. Only the quid. For all you Latin fans, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I doubt I'm using those words properly, but you get what <laughs> yeah. I mean. And then case, uh, since I really don't know, I can't say you're uh, not. <laughs> case three thousand really didn't apply to him specifically. Just his. So let's skip it for for now. We, we can skip it, but there are question marks as to why it doesn't apply to him. But whatever, we can right. skip it. Let's leave it. Certainly, uh, the attorney general didn't didn't say he's going to be indicted for no. it. And then case 4000 is the one that confuses me by far the most, even though they're all a little bit. I guess case 1000 isn't so confusing. People gave him a bunch of stuff that breaks the law. Okay, he's saying it shouldn't matter. Got it. Case 2000 is a little more complicated because he's offering to cut circular. The Beza case mystifies me. It's also for better coverage on Walla News. Yeah. And he's going to make a bunch of deals to Bezek to make their job easier so they can make more money using the government. Well, I, I think and way, now also stopping. Um, it was a regulatory thing. It was a regu- yeah, he was stopping the breaking up of the monopoly, right? Mm-hmm. So which on provides Bezek with more opportunity to make more money because right. Bezek has control over it, it, Bezek has control over infrastructure because it was the only phone company until deregulation came along. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of control over over the infrastructure itself, the nation's communication infrastructure, yeah. civilian communication yeah. infrastructure. So by him offering um, them offering him better coverage, he gave them basically slowed down the deregulation of their control over the over the communicate telecommunications uh, infrastructure, which apparently has slowed down Israel's uh, moving on to fiber optics, which has slowed down our internet. Um, uh, our internet. Um, Bezek doesn't uh, have to rush uh, to yeah. improve our. Communication, civilian communications network yeah. because the pressure's off them. Right. And because it would cost mil- they meant millions and millions of dollars in uh, put- replacing with fiber optics and, and then it will open up to other companies, It uh, it's problematic for Bezek's own pocket, you could say. Um, so but it's, it's him a, trading favors to a business for good, for political, for good coverage. Yeah. Favorable coverage. For because political the guy, advantage to the himself. The guy who owns Walla also owns, uh, like the, the controller controlling um uh well, not really owns because they're big companies but the guy who controls wallet controls bezic stocks also yeah so you have you have a prime minister and and actively trying to change the coverage of him in the press yeah in exchange for in exchange for now the charge i don't think a the more bre- profitable system to stay in place for a, a certain company to allow a basic monopoly right and the breach of trust is trading Trading advantageous regulations in the Knesset for political advantage for himself. Right. Yes, but it's also a breach of trust because it stops the public getting improved services. So whereas the public right. would benefit from higher internet speeds and better infrastructure, 
that may have come into effect if yeah, but I don't think that's that's illegal. Well, it's a bre- no, but it's a breach. In other words, of trust. so then vote him out. What? Why is that? No, the breach of trust. I think. Yeah. Hey, uh, what do you mean? The fact that we're we have slower internet than we should isn't a crime. And if a politician says, "I would rather keep that process going slowly," he's allowed to do that, and you might vote you might vote him or his party out of office. It's just that he's using that for a political right. But also, you you may not be aware of that. So I'll give you a crazy example. Was the other day I had to phone the internet company, funnily enough. And uh, for people who are listening who don't know in Israel, in order to have working internet in your home, you need two suppliers. You need one for um, what's called the supplier and one that's called infrastructure. Um, Nobody has ever been able to successfully explain to me why I'm paying two fees to two separate companies. Ben, because Bezek controls the infrastructure. Right. Okay, that's why it's very simple. But there are other companies that also offer infrastructure, like Hot, for example, offer either one or the other or both services. Well, it's one is giving you. It's, it's a little bit of a hardware software sort yeah. of difference. One of them is giving you the 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 physical connection, mm-hmm. and the one is supplying the internet service. Okay, which it's actually supposed to help you because it's supposed to mean that you're not locked into one provider. Right. Okay. That, that's the idea. I actually the, use Bezek for both. There's so Bezek, but then there's Bezek International, so which is supposedly a different so company. The, but so it's when not, I called a couple of obviously. the internet companies, they asked me for my specific address. They said, we, "Not just your city, but what's your street address?" Because the internet speeds right, are so different. different from street to right. street because of the way the infrastructure has not yet been improved. And then they promised me, "Oh, but when it finally comes to your street, you'll get it for free." The right. five million megabyte speed. Right. Sure. But the, the infrastructure seems very backwards in the fact that. My my neighbor two streets away is getting an improved service than to what I can get. Right, but you can complain about that. Look, there's a lot of potholes in Israel, right? Mm-hmm. I, my, I, I've had more flat tires in, you know, seven years of Israeli car sh- ownership than I did in 18 years of American car ownership. That's because you're in Cleveland, but go to New York and it would have been a whole different story. That could, well, <laughs> but that's it. In other words, government could be right. bad at giving you services and the country could be bad at giving you internet services. The pro, you know, the problem is that he's is that exp- we're the startup nation. <laughs> well, it's embarrassing. Mean, look, that's always been an Israeli problem. I remember coming to Israel in the '80s and not being able to get a good orange, but being able to go home to New York and get these great Jaffa oranges. And like, why are you exporting all your good stuff and then in Israel right. having your garbage? Though the, there was an article in Times of Israel a couple weeks ago claiming when all this was coming out, claiming that it's actually hurting Israel's. R and D, of course. And, uh, yeah, we're an internet-based world yeah. at this point, and so slowing that down. But I'm saying you could, you could complain. There's lots of things. Housing prices are too high. There's lots of things oh, you yeah. can complain. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you can complain politically about a lot of things that are behind what they should be in Israel, right? There's one of the for an economy that's chugging along, thank God, pretty well. The 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 index of how much you make versus consumer goods cost is terrible in Israel. So it's very hard to be middle class or poor in Israel. Well, it's easier to be poor. Well, the advantage to poor is you can get state yeah. help, but if middle class is extremely hard. So I'd still rather be middle class than poor. I would too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would prefer not to be poor. Yes. In almost any circumstance. But uh uh I, I'm going out on a limb on that crazy political position. <laughs> it's not it, in other words, it's it's not that it that Anyone can argue that the Likud is not doing a good job keeping Israel up where it should be. This, the issue is that he's willing to trade that in return for a political favor. Right, of course. That's where people lose faith in him, and that's why it's called breach of trust. Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's a specific crime. I don't think No, no, I know it's a specific crime, but I'm saying, like, if it would have been, as you say, that all the internet speeds are slow, okay, we would have sucked that up and dealt with it. No, no, no. You vote for somebody else. Well, exactly. 
that's the option. But if it's happening because it's to somebody else's advantage and you don't even know about it, right? Then you're not allowed to do that. Right. He's a trading. politician isn't allowed, allowed to do to that. You're not allowed to trade favors. Fa right. He's you can favors. now open lobbying. You know, if by the way, I because uh, Matt, because even if even if it actually increased our internet. You're not allowed to trade favors. Right. So it's really it's nothing to do with whether right. we, we get a better or worse. It's you're right. not allowed right. to trade Maybe favors. It made, right, exactly. If it made our life a thousand times better, it doesn't yeah. matter. You're not allowed to secretly trade favors. Right. That's right. the issue. And 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 yeah. in particular for news coverage where you're crossing the line between the government and a free press. You're eroding what a free press is supposed right. to be, which is completely outside and untouched by the government. So it, it you could understand in a democracy how that's a corruptive element right. where prime ministers are trading for how journalists cover him is scary. Yep. Yeah. Is scary. Look, there's a, right. I mean, uh, and that's what uh, BB has been, you know, one, one of his, one of his ongoing underlying themes is the prouses out to get him. And that's not just now under this, always, always, he's right? always been, the press is out to get me. And here it's his defense. Here the press defense. is part of a exactly. vast left-wing conspiracy. It's left-wing politicians together with the, all the media outlets. Right. They are out to get me. I do things that are completely normal and within the bounds of normal politics. This kind of wheeling and dealing is perfectly normal. Getting you know 100,000 shekel worth of cigars is just between buddies. Doesn't mean anything. It's oh. money up in smoke. Sorry, sorry. Had to make the joke. You should be sorry. <laughs> uh yeah, really. If we had a hook, that would be you'd be done. <laughs> but uh, you know, and if it ends up if it ends up that the people who gave me the gifts ends up end up getting tax uh, laws that are to their benefit, that has nothing to do with it. You can't blame me for that. But his argument is this is just what politics is, and everybody's intentionally everybody on the left, together with the media, are part of a conspiracy to frame it to hurt me politically because I'm doing such an amazing job and helping Israel, you can't defeat me politically, so they have to undermine me with this, uh, with these with these shaded lies of what's completely really innocent and the people will know it and stand by me. Well, I think it's important to point out that part of his election campaign is also based on exactly what Michael's talking about, about this idea of putting question marks over the press. Because he has a poster that right now has a picture of four uh, major journalists who have been instrumental in uncovering um, some of these charges against him. And uh, it says something, the, the translation goes something, they won't decide as pictures of the journalists, you will decide. Right. I, they don't know what they're talking about or they're trying to influence you unduly. Yeah. And you're the one to ultimately know best. But when you Alan says that me. he's always done this, you yeah. don't mean implicitly. You mean explicitly. explicitly he is, yeah. This is part of his political language. Th yeah. This has been his political playbook from the beginning. Yeah. There's nothing There's nothing new and there's nothing hinted. Right. It's yeah. explicit. Now, But playing the role of the victim after a while gets a little bit tiring. And yeah. That's what he's doing. He he's playing the role this, of the victim. He worked this long. Why, why throw out your playbook? He's about to become, yeah. you know, he could very like well become the longest... The, the the longest prime minister is his, he hasn't crossed the line yet. I think he has. But he I has. No, we have to check. I guess we, oh, we have to check. check. But it, but he, he it's, it's certainly listen. Nobody can say that BB is not a successful politician. Right. No. It's definitely definitely worked. Or or when you said before, you know, Israel's economy is super strong. I mean, U.S. world. What is the U.S. Uh, eighth most world powerful in history? In the world. Uh, what's that? You know, yeah. they did their list. Israel was put as the eighth 
most powerful country. Whatever that means, it means uh, something. Uh, well, it's, yeah, it's a mix of different things, economy and military, and, military and education and all those things. I, I mean, think as foreign minister, as a, as he's, he's, made all, he's made all sorts of inroads with, with smaller nations. Yeah. All across the country, Africa, across Asia. the world, yeah, All Africa, world. Asia, Eastern Europe, yep. uh, Middle East. He has the he, Middle East, yeah, Middle East. Like <laughs> right. a, I mean, he's broken. Saudi yeah. Arabia. You I know? mean, he's joking around last week or two weeks ago in, in Warsaw with heads, yeah, you know, pretty top people in a bunch of Arab countries. Yeah, he's breaking the ice with them. So, it you can't argue that he's not a successful politician, right. and you can't argue that he doesn't have a list of accomplishments to his name uh, and, that he could be and, running on. Look, Israel, even with regards to the difficulties we've had with Palestinians and Lebanon and all those things, we're, it's, we're in a much better shape yeah, by now the way, on our borders than the, we've been. He didn't want America in a deal with Iran. You could argue, you know, he's part of why America broke its deal with Iran. Yeah. The embassy has moved to, the U.S. embassy has moved to Jerusalem. Yeah. And you could argue that he's instrumental in those as well. So depending on your political orientation, if you see, you, there's a whole list of things. That he could be running on and saying, uh, uh, vote for me because I'm really good at what I do as prime minister. The, to me, the issue is this. His, his approach of saying, believe me and judge by what I say, don't believe the press, don't believe other politicians, they're all lying to you. Only believe me. That to me, well, uh, first of all, let's put aside, uh, to, to get to there, I have to put aside the idea that a president under not only investigation, but announced indictment, a prime minister, to say, look, in, pre, in, in his, historically, when that happens to Israeli politicians, they step down. They say, I'm going, to go, I'm going to go and defend myself against this investigation and indictment, and until I clear my name, obviously... I, it's hard for me. I don't have the public's trust. For example, Avigdor Lieberman. Yeah. Avigdor Lieberman was, uh, he fought on a two-year battle? Something court, like that. Something like that. Yeah. During that time, he had stepped out as, he didn't step out of his party. Right. He stepped out of the of the parliament. Functioning, I'm not, right. My day job is now uh, uh, restoring my name. He's part of the party. He's still the head of the party. Right. He was head of his party, but he said, I need to, you know, focus on that. And then when he cleared his name, he came back and he and he was welcomed back. I have to restore trust. Yeah. Because it's very it's very it's unhealthy for a democracy for its leader to be in the middle of a right. criminal investigation. But it's also more than just restoring trust. Some of the op- opposition politicians have said, How can he focus on running the country when he's in the middle of fighting a legal battle? Yeah. Which right. is also like a sort of logistic plus energy plus uh, headspace kind of question as well, which, a, I, which I think is very actually, valid. I think it's, it's a reasonable question. I but think it's a reasonable question. It also can affect your decision making. But, you know, okay, fine. But if you're running for prime minister, you want to be able to handle international diplomacy, the economy. You're telling me that you're going to make uh, 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 the country more equal for different uh, So you're saying it's just one more teak. And women. You're saying it's just one more teak. Yeah. So, it, so he can just drop one of the ministries he has. Nahum. Hey, give it to someone else. Right? So So... <laughs> If you're making that claim while you're mm-hmm. running for prime minister, prime minister is a really busy job. You're going to have to be able to multitask. Yeah. So if Bibi can multitask, he can say, well, I can multitask. To me, that other issue that that once you cross that issue of, well, the people are just going to have to stick with me even though I'm under indictment, that approach of don't believe other sources of information other than me is to me very scary 
in that it erodes the fundamentals of what you need in a democracy. Democracy is based on the idea citizens should gather their information, they should form their opinion, and then by nature we will disagree on what's the best way to address those situations and problems. Our leaders will get together representing us and they will compromise and come up with solutions. It is advantageous that we disagree. If everybody agrees, that's dangerous. So, because that's so, so from Bibi's perspective, right? He's saying it's not a disagreement here. They're lying, right? They're lying, and and that's not and that's not fair. And their lying is not is not good for the is not good for the government. It's right. not good for the country. It's not because good for the their country. lying is going to take me out. Right. I'm the best. Right. I, I've proven in the last decade to be the best thing for Israel of all those things we've said. They're lying. So why should – not only why should I step down, you got to understand that the press is not doing their job either. Right. Because the press is lying and they're on a witch hunt because they don't like me. Right. Right. So, so what uh, do you do with that? So if – now we have a problem. Right. Now we have a problem. Now we now we don't have a political problem. Now we have a, we have a, a cultural crisis. Right. Because either the government – is being led by a liar, or the entire media are liars. I, I don't know who to believe. I don't. There is no way to now. Th there's a reason we call the press the fourth estate, right. right? It's supposed to be part of the functioning of a healthy democracy. Jefferson said, "If I have to choose between having no government or having no press, I'm going to choose having no government because the press is essential. You need disinterested people." who gets you information as accurately as possible. Now, it's argued, of course, that journalists are not really disinterested. They have political opinions, and that's true. But their attempt to uncover information, they can make mistakes, they can get things wrong, they can even sometimes lie. But to say that the media as a whole cannot be trusted because it's telling you things that I say are wrong, that I, you, you can't have a functional democracy uh, if the people believe that. I mean, just, uh, just like... <laughs> I mean, it's silly, but that isn't almost proof in the fact that the the you know Yediot were part of these discussions that the media is corrupt. You know what I'm saying? Like if they're well, willing, well, it proves to, that they're not part know. of a vast left wing conspiracy. But it does right. But it proves that they're you know unless you know they're getting it, it unless proves, they're getting benefits. If for it, it proves that the business on, side of journalism right? affects how they report news. It doesn't prove that they're part of a vast left-wing conspiracy. In fact, it probably proves the opposite. And it probably because if they're willing to be bribed by BB, then they're not part of a left-wing conspiracy. Mm -hmm. They just do th they just do th too much. For by the way, they also didn't do it. Right. And it proves that BB thinks that journalism is for sale and that its accuracy and the honesty is not what's important in journalism. And the, the erosion of respect for journalism as a profession. Look, are there doctors who do a bad job? Sure. Do we believe in the institution of modern medicine as being useful and valuable? Do we go to hospitals and doctors when we're sick? Imagine if you had a politician who said, all doctors are crooks. All of medicine is a conspiracy. Oh, there are people who say that. I understand. <laughs> Stop going to doctors. Yes. Well, look how well to hope Steve Jobs. Okay. Or don't, or don't there have are vaccinations. There right? are politicians who tell us that. Don't yeah. get vaccinated. Okay. And what, what are the results? I believe that a democracy has to be 
to a certain degree, reality-based. And if you have certain fringe conspiracy people who won't take vaccines or think that, uh, I don't know, the Illuminati are controlling my orange juice, like what, okay. So then they're out there on the fringes, but the body politic, the center, mainstream politics cannot enter into that kind of language because once you erode one foundation, you're in big trouble. So I, I just want to widen the conversation slightly because we're talking about uh, Bibi Netanyahu's uh, attempt to slam the press and, and how... He's not slamming the press. He's saying, don't believe anything. He's they, delegitimizing. He's delegitimizing. And that's the line that Mike... That's the line. In other words, when it goes from... stories are... it goes from the lies to conspiracy theory. That's it. Okay. That's what's bothering say, say, look, the stories are wrong. I'm me. I can tell you they're wrong. The reporters right. are getting it wrong. Right. Okay? Believe me, don't believe the press. I would say, well, that's a politician being whatever right. it is. When he says... There's a conspiracy out to get me, and they're intentionally lying to destroy my political career because they hate me. You've just delegitimized the entire endeavor of journalism. Okay, so what he's also trying to do is, if we extend that, he's delegitimizing also the process of um, of what's supposed to be like the, the judiciary, the kind of like the checks yeah, and balances. Sure. He's also doing that. We haven't mentioned that yet, but he's the way that he's come out against the prosecutors and the people who've been working on yeah. his case. Well, that's not the judiciary, but yeah. But said that, but like the... Law enforcement. Call, okay, the way he's been coming the legal out system. against them is crazy, the things yeah. he's been saying about them, about the attorney general and about his team and about the investigators and about the police force and everybody who's been working on it, these cases, one, he's two, eroding. Now, how successful he is at it is, is, we'll see, but he is attempting to erode public trust in the institutions of journalism and law enforcement in the state of Israel. He's trying to make members of democracy believe that the institutions that create our society don't work and are run by malign actors. Mm -hmm. By the way, he's not the only one. In if we look a little bit back at the the other like um, high profile politicians who have been um, convicted in Israel, so they did the same thing. If yeah. we look back at Aryeh Derry, Right, the chant was "Who's a Kai? Who's a Kai? Who's a Kai?" After he was convicted he's and going right and going into jail, was screaming, "He's innocent! He's innocent! He's innocent!" And the delegitimization of the courts, and they're just out to get him because he was farty. Same thing with Moshe Katsav, who was the president who was put in prison for rape and other sexual misconduct. Um, same thing. He's farty, and they're out to get so him. I would say in those hey, scenarios, Omart, also he did not. It's the. I would say in those scenarios, him. shame on them. Yeah, yeah less dangerous to society. Because if the head of Shas is saying it, that's a really specific faction that really kind of doesn't believe in... Yeah, but I think in it's a trend. Of, I mean, I don't think... I think it's a trend. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. That's and why I it think, up, because it's I think, also a trend. I think there's a qualitative difference BB's, when it's uh, coming playbook. from a prime minister. Well, then president, really? Yeah. Oh, sure. Because president here is that, that... The president is the one who's supposed to represent the formal Correct. system. So uh, but actually, as an ex-president you know, who already sort of disgraced and that was his... Well, he's only ex-president because he got indicted. Right. Right. Yeah. But, that, but, that, but at that point, at that point, it was so muddy and he wasn't really... In yeah, other words, uh, Bibi's success and position makes it, I think, more dangerous to a healthy democracy than Katsav's as he's going down screaming Maybe, I mean, and look no, bb is very powerful I'm not, chanting, I'm, not arguing, I'm not arguing over bb's you know central role more than right. more than the others for sure but i just think it it seems like it's the trend in 100 percent in israeli politics is i what agree I'm, with you pointing out and i would yeah. say around the world there's a there's a yeah. sense that democracy itself isn't important and, and and why is democracy essential not because we 
I always do this test on my students. Oh, wait, we're just going to Mike on a soapbox about democracy. I love it. It's like my favorite part of the week. <laughs> he's such, a, he's such an ideal. He's such a All right. He's such we've a Democrat. Done before. No, we've so done advertising before. space then. Uh, let's make some money off it. That's true. No, but I always do this test on my students. I always say, what is, how do you know, how do you identify a country as a democracy? And nine out of ten, nine out of ten students, more than really, say if they have free elections, right? And I say, okay, Iran, by all international accounts, has free elections for president. Is it a Correct. democracy? They say, oh, it's oh. not really free elections. I say, no, no, no. Like, everybody <laughs> agrees. Everybody agrees. All international jurors that vote for president, with one possible exception, yeah. once, are not corrupt elections. They are legitimate elections. Athens, by the way. No one didn't is have the elections. purest. Didn't have elections. Right. They had rotation and lottery. It's not the election that defines a democracy. Liberal democracy, the modern concept of liberal democracy, is based on the idea that every individual is free. It's the rights. It's the rights of the individual, individual. cannot be right. taken away by any government. Right. Government exists by the will and the rights to serve right. the people and to protect the people's rights. Now, for that reason, almost all democracies choose their leaders by voting right? because we can hire and fire our leaders if they don't do what we want. That's why there's accountability. Is, there's accountability. So that's why elections is one of the clearest symptoms, but it's not the essential definition. When you take that away and you give that to any political party, when one party becomes the government and you erode the institution... You are you have endangered the liberty so, of all of right, its citizens. So how is, this is why, by the way, this by is the why, way, why George Washington resigned after two terms. And people in a, we we it's hard for us to picture. He is the only president that the United States under the Constitution had ever had. And people were freaking out. Why What's gonna happen? King. And he said and he said that this is why I'm resigning after two terms. Because you think it's about me. And it's not. It has to be about faith in the system itself. The system that was designed, this constitution is what's going to define America. It's not about any individual or any party or any political ideology. So the system has to be sacrosanct. So that's why I'm a little bit less, I think, nervous than you are. Um, because I do think the system still holds. I yeah, think yeah. that 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 Bibi's trying to delegitimize it. Yeah. But I don't th I don't think it'll work um uh anymore. It may take another piece out of it. Yeah. But I think it's still strong. The fact that they're going to, he's going to go on trial, right? And if he's convicted, he will, you know, get the proper punishment. That's, he's not going to, there's not going to be a coup here or anything like that. So I, I agree. So. I, what, these sorts of dangers, and I'm not panicking. I'm not, I'm not pulling the emergency lever. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is it's the frog where the temperature goes up. Right. These things get eroded, chip, chip, chip until there is a lack of faith. Right in the system, and and so it, it's not, it's nowhere near. I don't think it's anywhere near crisis point. Right at this point, but to me, that's a failure of leadership. That that is. Oh, there you go, and that is the main problem I yeah. think with BB BB, who who is seen as this great leader and has put himself. I think he has done a great deal of uh, I, a great I, leader. Again, is not. I don't think not, anybody could argue with his resume. Is not putting the country before his own personal needs, and that's a that's a that's a. A lack of leadership. That's a fallacy in leadership. When He's you put yourself, that is exactly the exact opposite of your George Washington example. Right. When you put yourself and your own needs in front of the country, then then you're well, that's a lack again of the leadership. argument of him going to now going to defend himself and holding on to the premiership. People are saying that's not putting the country first. 
For the country fest. I think I I can understand a politician getting to the point where they think, you know, they confuse their own good with the good of the state. Correct. Where because I'm right and my opponents are wrong, if if they take control, the the whole country's in danger. So I can't release, I'll have to, I'll do whatever I can by hook or by crook. Right. Look, there's the Talmudic story of, which is probably a historical during the Second Temple period. <laughs> well, there's no historical evidence yeah, for it, yeah, but it, yeah. but it tells you how the rabbis of the Talmud understood the Second Tel- right. Temple development. That when the Romans were outside the gates of Jerusalem, there was a debate in Jerusalem: Do we go out and fight them? Do we surrender to them, or do we stay in the walls and wait out the siege and see what happens? And according to the rabbis' version of this event, they took a vote, and the most people favored wait and see. Right. Which actually psychologically makes a lot of sense on how people do things. They, let's not choose either extreme. Let's go down the middle That's course. Right. They woke up the next morning, and oh. all of the food storage was burned, oh. yeah. forcing either surrender or Just fight. trying to do the audio back here. Thank you, <laughs> I think. Uh, so that way, let's go out. So they went on a fight, and of course, we know that Jerusalem was destroyed and the temple was destroyed. So the rabbis... Whether that story is specifically accurate or not is irrelevant to me. The rabbis are describing that kind of political thinking where I'm right, everybody else is wrong. They're not only wrong, they're dangerous. I'm so sure I'm right and I'm so sure they're wrong that they present a a clear and present danger. So we have to fight today. So therefore, I will... That I will burn down... I will burn our food food stuff so that we can't wait out of sleep. They have no choice. Yeah. I have to force whatever the whatever the whatever the uh, whatever the people want. I'm so sure I'm right, and that everybody else is wrong is exactly the kind of unacceptable polit- unacceptable political thought in a democracy. Fight your fight with a hundred percent conviction. When you lose, step back. It's not about you. Let somebody else fight your fight. If you're so right, somebody will convince the people ultimately. And if that means we have to go through a period where the other side is in ascendance and you're it'll balance back. That's how democracies, the people the people tr- adjust. We're going to try this, we're going to try that. Right. You can't see your political future as existentially essential to your people. You have to see the other side as valid and legitimate. Yeah. And that to me is the is the tragedy here. And and I would argue it's going to be I I think it's going to tarnish his legacy. A person who could who could have right. gone, you know, known as one of our great prime ministers. Really, his list of accomplishments, whatever your political ideology is, right? It's hard to fight with. Yeah, you, whether 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 you like Ben Gurion's policies or Begin's policies, you can agree that they were both amazing pr- prime ministers. You know, right. iconic. You would think that holding on this long, BB would would also enter that list. You know, in theory, could have been on wherever Israel builds its Mount Rushmore one day, but I don't think he'll be able to because of this. That we'll have to let history be the judge. We will have to let history be the judge, which won't be done today. So when Mike writes yeah. his biography of Benjamin Netanyahu, we'll find out. Oh, I'm not a scholar. I'm an idiot. But <laughs> well, I'm not an idiot. I'm a teacher. Not an idiot. Yeah. So uh, so that can't be an idiot. But right. I'm not a scholar. I'm not going to write a biography. But that's just my amateur's fear for him. Sorry, dude. Sorry, <laughs> BB. I know you're a big listener. Uh, sorry to let you down like that. Uh, well, thank you guys. And thank you, Good Mike. to have you back, Alan. Good thanks, Matt. Thanks, Ben, as always. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, this is the part where I remind you that we are the JU Israel Teachers Lounge podcast. 
And it's also the part where I ask you to subscribe, to rate and review us, and to share and recommend us in any way you can. Also, we'd love your feedback so we can respond to you on or off the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys. <laughs>